Welcome to Fiercely Authentic. My name is Natalie Gifford, and I'm here to help you lean into your most authentic self. If you're looking to explore the hard things, navigate through your healing, and be empowered by knowing you are not alone, you have found the right place. I'm here to walk you through your healing and hard stuff with you, to encourage you to grow and expand outside your self-imposed limitations, and to realize that you are worth your very best. I want this podcast to be a safe place to explore our most precious relationship, the one that we have with ourselves. In doing so, allowing our outside connections to be strengthened and free ourselves to live our best lives. Welcome to Fiercely Authentic. Now let's jump into in today's episode. Hello guys and gals, this is Natalie. I hope everybody's doing great. We are rolling into the Thanksgiving season. It is Thanksgiving week at the time of this recording. Um, And it's still Corona, still Corona. We still dealing with the COVID y'all. So this is going to be our first COVID Thanksgiving. I hope everybody is safe. I hope everybody is doing safety practices um, and just doing what's best for your family to keep everybody healthy and safe. Today, I want to talk to you about something that um, I'm walking through in a relationship in my life, and I am also walking through in my own personal healing. The, The fact that our childhood literally paves the way of our adulthood, especially if there's trauma in the childhood. If you followed my podcast long enough, you know my traumas. I was sexually abused for many years throughout my childhood. I have dissociative identity disorder from that, CPTSD, anxiety, and some bouts with depression here and there. Um, But what I want to talk about is the behaviors that Anybody who is going through any kind of healing during their adulthood or, or kind of self-discovery, you, you are looking at the behaviors that actually were habits that you created in your childhood for whatever reason. If it was a traumatic situation, you developed habits to keep you safe. It, it was, if you had some, a, a peculiar family dynamic, you uh, developed habits in order for you to navigate that. And those habits are literally lay the groundwork for how our adulthood is. Now, um, I'm going to speak more towards trauma because that's what I know and deal with the most. Um, This can actually, you know, you can not go through something just that greatly traumatic but it, you, you dealt with some sort of situation in your childhood, you, and you dealt with it repetitively, and you developed a habit that is triggered by that type of interaction. Um, for me, if uh, I'm, you know, along with my physical trauma, I was also navigating that with my mother, who was also being traumatized, who also had a history of trauma in her childhood. So, you know, there's a lot of grace and forgiveness there, even though there's some things that uh, still don't benefit our relationship happening today. But I was walking through this 
with my mother, who is, like I said, also being traumatized by my abuser. And she developed some habits, some defense mechanisms. She could not, she developed her own form of codependency, which, um, you know, you don't have to be traumatized to be codependent, but that's generally a side effect. Um, basically, you're trying to control everything around you and around the person who um, is, you know, is triggering or traumatic. You're trying to keep everything safe and calm and cool so they are less likely to attack you, whether verbally, emotionally, or physically. And what that means is that you are in a constant state of hypervigilance and you are um, already painting pictures and building boxes for events that are to come and how people should act and what people should do. And if anybody steps out of that line, it throws you completely to the left, fucks all your shit up, <laughs> and you don't know what to do with yourself. So what do you do? You react and you, you throw temper tantrums and you scream and you, you know, the fear takes over. Basically, how it translated between my mother and I when I was a child, you know, she was being traumatized, um, and so she wanted me to clean up my room or something, and as a kid, I didn't, so instead of maybe a healthy mother, a mentally healthy mother talking to her mentally healthy daughter, um, saying, now, you know, course, you know, kids should get in trouble. I'm not saying that, but now Natalie, you know, I asked you earlier to clean your room and you didn't hear your consequences. There's no questions. These are your consequences. You were asked, um, and with more than enough time to, um, complete the task, here are your consequences for not following through with that. And then mentally healthy mother looks at mentally healthy father or partner, partner in, in my, in my sense, and says, uh, she was asked to do it. She didn't follow through. These are the consequences that I laid out. And the parenting team dynamic follows through with that. Of course, that's in a perfect world. <laughs> but when you're dealing with a codependent, traumatized person, and child does not do as child is told, you're met with, what the fuck are you doing? Have you lost your mind? Get it done now or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Which then puts child in a constant state of hypervigilance. And it just creates that cycle that never stops unless somebody actively works towards it. And I brought that with me to my adulthood. I, I, I'm very codependent myself because, you know, I, not only was I trying to um, control and manipulate everything around me to keep me safe and everything calm and keep my abuser from... Uh, coming into my room at night or anything like that. I was also trying to manipulate and control the whole situation around my mother to keep her calm and collected and her happy and also where she wouldn't get in trouble because, you know, I gave the example of the mentally healthy mother and her partner. Um, an, an unhealthy, a mentally unhealthy mother and her partner, you know, she screams at me. Um, things are thrown. Sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, physical altercations happen and then she gets in trouble by the abuser because she can't control her kids 
So not only was I trying to protect the whole narrative to basically control the whole narrative as a child, mind you, let me remind you of that. As a child, I was trying to uh, keep my abuser, my physical sexually assaulting abuser from sexually assaulting me. And he was also physically abusive. I was also trying to manipulate and control all the small details to keep my mother from losing her shit on me. So I carried that into my adulthood. And how that translated was much of the same behaviors. Now, granted, I was single and not married and not with a consistent partner, which, you know, I went through that and <laughs> very codependent. And that's the reason that relationship went for so long. But I did not have the family dynamic to take out my codependency on. So I never really got to experience that. I was also always the receiver of it from my mother because I lived with her into my 20s. But I never had really the opportunity to uh, be the, the deliverer of that behavior to somebody else until I got married. And shortly after us getting married, we had our first kid. So these last few years, I've made this pretty heartbreaking revelation that I'm codependent also. And the difference between my mother and I, and I'm not saying I'm better than, but I've made different choices than my mother, where I was already on a path of healing. I was, I had already walked through the season of discovering I had dissociative identity disorder and working so hard to bring myself back whole. I mean, talking about intensive three or four um, therapy sessions a week, bring back myself whole. I was already in that healing mindset, in that cycle breaking mindset, that generational curse canceling mindset. So when I discovered after having a baby and, you know, being married and living with a man that I'm also very codependent, I kind of lumped that in with my healing. But the point that I'm trying to make is is that that, all of this happened to me when I was a child. Now, granted, my mother was walking through it again, but what started her ha her habit of codependency is when she was living in that traumatic household. She was being physically and sexually assaulted, um, belittled by her own mother, berated by her own mother, never protected, never, you know, never, well, never protected. So she was always in a state of hypervigilance, and she brought that from her childhood into her adulthood. I brought mine from my childhood into my adulthood. And you may d be dealing with something, maybe not even as extreme as that, but maybe, maybe you know, some expectation, some habit, some trigger that happened in your childhood. Maybe you lived in a home where you were expected to only get A's. So now you're a perfectionist. Now dealing with everyday simple failures, which we all deal with because we're all humans and this is not a perfect world, cause you severe anxiety. Or um, maybe you are dealing with something extreme like mine. So the point is, is that our childhoods lay the groundwork of our adulthood. And the habits we develop in our childhood do not normally serve us appropriately in our adulthood and actually can cause a lot more chaos than what they once avoided. But here's the hope. You can change that. If you take the emotional 
side out of it, if you take the self-berating side out of it and just look at it as a habit, as a pattern, and realize that you can break that pattern, realize where it starts, and it always starts in the body. Before the mind registers what's happening, it always starts in the body. My anxiety, my codependency, my triggers, when I know I'm fixing a spiral, it starts by this severe tightness in my chest and I can't breathe. And immediately my brain starts throwing out all these defense mechanisms that spiral me into an anxiety attack. Or um, if I'm stressed and tired about something else, I start nitpicking my husband and trying to control his thoughts, control what he says, control what he does. I start nitpicking my kid. Well, maybe not my kids so much because so much happened to me when I was a child. I'm very, very conscientious of not letting it spill over onto him. But my husband is generally my target. And I nitpick him almost to death. And I cause fights because I just can't stop it, just can't let it go. But it, that whole time, I have a tight chest. I can't breathe. My stomach is, I feel like I'm going to puke. So now that I'm cognizant of that, when I feel that feeling, I stop myself. And I don't berate myself. I ask myself, what happened to me? What's going on? What's happening on the outside that's touching something sensitive on the inside and causing these reactions? Here lately, I've been very obsessed with Mel Robbins. If you haven't heard about her, please look her up and please listen to her projects, especially the five-second the five second rule. And right now, what I'm working on is um, take over your life. I think it's something like that. Take over your life. Take control of your life, excuse me. Um, and she goes over these. And she's done the research. And this is science-based evidence of how it how we as humans process trauma and process um, how we react to it and how we hang on to habits from our childhood so I want to encourage you to figure out what your body's response to your triggers are once you figure that out look for it Look for your body's response because we are instinctual creatures. Our body's going to respond to the situation before our brain even catches up. And by that time, our body's already in full panic mode and our brain is just chunking out safety precautions, old habits, old, old uh, triggers, old um, patterns of our behavior that used to protect us that we learned when we were in, in our grade school would protect us in some fashion. If you can figure out your body's response and pay attention to that, and five, four, three, two, one, I'm safe. Take five deep breaths. Five, four, three, two, one triggers your brain, your prefrontal cortex, to let go of all the subconscious stuff and pay attention to what's happening right now in the here and now. And then you can do grounding measures. I like to grab something solid, put my hand on a wall, or if I'm sitting in my car, grab my steering wheel, and I'm like, the steering wheel, I feel the leather, I feel how it's how it's um, not soft, I feel how it's solid when I squeeze it, I feel how this wall is solid, I'm pushing against the wall, the wall is here, the wall is now, I am safe, and I do the grounding measures and the five deep breaths to reset my, neuro, my neurosystem, and then teach my brain a new pattern. That served me in my childhood. It does not serve me now. 
five, four, three, two, one. I'm safe. I'm safe. Five, four, three, two, one, and then whatever mantra I need in that moment. Another favorite of mine is I can't control other people. I can only control myself, and I'm just breathing right now. And I reset. So I encourage you, like I said, take a second, take some time, and and look back. And, or actually, I'm sorry, take some time and look at now. What is out of control now? What behavior do you have that is out of control now? And then ask yourself, what happened? And figure out where the root of that habit is. And then pay attention to how your body reacts to that trigger. So when you feel your body going into that self-defense mode, you can beat your brain before your brain starts throwing out all the defense mechanisms, the old habits, the old patterns. You can interrupt that. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm safe. Five, four, three, two, one. I don't need to buy that. Five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to clean my counter. Five, four, three, two, one. I can't control what other people do. I can only control myself. And then five deep breaths and start it over. All credits go to the, to the amazing Mel Robbins. Um, but that I just wanted to talk to you, my, my peoples, that I've been doing this and it's been very effective and I encourage you to do the same. And at the very, very least, remember you are worth your very best. Thank you for joining me today. I am so proud of you for facing the hard things. Please like and subscribe to my podcast and don't forget to be your fiercely authentic self.